Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hey, y'all. I'm Zach Glazer, the legal tech advisor here at Lawyerist, and this is episode 386 of the Lawyerist podcast. Today, we're diving into another sponsored podcast episode. In these, we're joined by a legal voice or company, and we discuss the newest features, happenings, and trends in the legal world. Again, we're excited to offer these episodes to our audience, and we hope you enjoy them. Today, I'm joined by Chris Nelson and Jason Tatum of CallRail. We'll be talking about how lawyers with a lot of inbound marketing should be tracking their marketing ROI. Hi, I'm Chris Nelson, and I am the Senior Manager of Legal Marketing at CallRail. I have started here over the last two months, previously practiced for about six years in small and mid-sized law firms, and then worked in sales and marketing for the next 10 afterwards. And I'm Jason Tatum. I'm the Senior Director of Product here at CallRail. Been here for nearly six years worked on every area of the platform. I have a lovely wife and a nearly three-year-old daughter and a son who's going to be here in about eight weeks. Oh, man. And live right here in Atlanta, Georgia. That's fantastic. Well, guys, I, I really appreciate y'all being with me today. And obviously, y'all have a lot of the expertise to, to really dig into this. And we could probably go on for a long time on this topic. But we're talking about something that a lot of attorneys, I think, think is a step out there beyond what they really think about in their their day-to-day. And that's tracking your marketing intelligently, tracking your marketing actively. So Chris, we'll start with you. This may be a little easy, (laughs) but why do lawyers in their practice need to be tracking, uh, yeah, just tracking their marketing, tracking their marketing efforts? I mean, I think it starts with the fact that you have to know what value your money is deriving. And so when you're spending your money, you've got to know, is it producing new clients? Is Mm -hmm. it producing the right kinds of clients? Is it producing any of that? And you can't do that without actually tracking what your marketing spend is doing. Mm -hmm. And just to, to kind of lay a baseline, we're talking about having multiple different avenues that you're trying to bring potential new clients in through maybe Facebook marketing, maybe signs on the side of the road, something like that. And we're putting a lot of money into this as attorneys a lot of times. So how do we know if we're, let's say I'm, I'm doing that. I'm running Facebook ads and I've got a sign on the side of the highway. How do I know what, what's going on? How do I know which one is doing decently? I think the reality is, especially in the legal space, a lot of people don't know. And so what you're seeing is statistics where more than half of the people don't have a marketing budget in the legal space. Mm -hmm. You have people who can't understand what their return on investment is. So you've got to understand that that's a key component of your business. Your law practice is a business as Mm -hmm. much as it is a service to your customers, to your clients. And so in order to do that, you've got to be able to somehow tag in a unique manner each of the different marketing activities that you're doing 
so that you can attribute where you've received your clients from, what has brought in your clients in order to then determine, okay, this is where I should be spending my money. This is where I shouldn't be spending my money. Mm-hmm. And now there are a couple of different ways to do this. There, there are a lot of different ways to, to f- try to figure out where somebody comes from. You can ask people, you know, when they come into your office, Hey, how, how'd you hear about us? But that's not always the best way to do it. And it's not always the most reliable way to do it. People don't always answer that. Right. <laughs> no doubt about it. And I think a lot <laughs> of times you may have a new client who can't even remember how they got there. Yeah, that's true. And I have found that even if you make the drop down menu on, let's say an intake form required, you know, how did you hear about us? People go to other, I'm guilty of that all the time. You know, I, I put other, or I'll just put whatever I want. And so, you know, at that point, you're kind of muddying your numbers. Whereas with something like call rail, call rail, and you can explain this a lot better than I can. It tracks where people come from based on how they're contacting you, the, the method that they're contacting you with, right? It can allow you to pinpoint which ads, which keywords, which offers that you have, exactly where the clicks are happening, exactly how it's maneuvering to your website, exactly how they're coming in as customers. So this is beyond just phone numbers then, just having separate phone numbers. We're talking about phone calls coming in. We're talking about things coming in from Google My Business, and we're talking about things coming in from maybe even people's intake forms on their website. Correct. So they, you, know, you guys are able to track things like that. And this is helping us figure out, you know, do I need to put more money in my website? Do I need to put more money in my Facebook campaigns? Because we're all very different lawyers, right? Yeah. And not yeah, only that, I think if you, sorry, I was just going to say, not only that, but the, the key with tracking exactly like what's driving that business, mm-hmm. if you're using a tool that's not an ad platform, yeah. Then you're actually getting an agnostic look and viewpoint into what's driving that, driving those leads and driving that traffic versus if you're going, if you're asking one tech company that you buy ads from where your leads are coming from, they are much more predisposed to focus on formulas that drive you towards buying more ads to that platform. Whereas if you use a tool like CallRail, you're getting, like I said, an agnostic view of different ad channels, but also direct versus referrals from listing services or organic traffic, et cetera. Okay. So instead of looking at just Google Analytics, let's say, if we're looking at Google Analytics, we're probably going to be thinking Google Analytics. Let's look at what my my Google ads would potentially do with this instead of, hey, let's look at this holistically from somebody that is kind of controlling or, or helping to track everything. So that, that's something like CallRail. That's exactly right. If you're looking at it through the lens of Google ads, then you're looking at a tool that's reporting back to you data that's optimized towards you getting to spend more ads on their platform. Totally reasonable business. It works out very well for Google and Facebook. Seems to. Yeah, it works out very well. And we're, we're not uh, working against that. We, we're just simply uh, serving those practices to tell them, hey, we don't have skin in the game other than to tell you what's actually working and helping you optimize and get the best efficiency for those new client prospects. Mm -hmm. Are you guys integrating platforms like Google Analytics and Facebook ads into your own platform in order to give people kind of an aggregated view of, of what's going on beyond just what's in your specific platform? Yeah, absolutely. So from a very baseline, Facebook ads, Google ads, 
Bing ads, which is not Bing anymore, right? It's, it's Microsoft advertising platform. We're able to send that data out, uh, mm-hmm. those conversions out into their systems. And so uh, we can report on things like call conversions uh, or form conversions, things like that in those systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we actually also uh, have pretty sophisticated uh, ability to import data through their APIs and match them with digital customer journeys inside of our platform so that we can somewhat almost unbelievable fashion be able to tell you an exact cost per lead down to the ad ID in Google ads or the keyword and be able to say, hey, these these keywords are actually driving you the most leads, the most quality leads and the best efficiency. Okay, so we're we're well beyond this person called in on this phone number. Oh yeah, we're, we're well beyond that. Yeah, we're we're doing that too. And I of mean course. that's that's the difference between like us and a lot of times someone would say like, what's the difference between like a, a provider like CallRail and Google Analytics? And mm-hmm. the answer is two things. One is that we're able to marry the online and the offline into one customer journey. Right. And then the second part of that is what you call identity resolution, right? Like it's more than an aggregate number. We actually can drill into the actual person who actually contacted you and be able to follow that actual customer journey, you know, name, phone number, email, all the things that they serve to you Mm -hmm. first party when they came to your site or when they called you from the side of the road, when they saw your billboard. Okay. So Chris, what does that do? That kind of minutia, that kind of drill down, what does that do for the attorney? You know, like, yes, I, I know specifically that this person, this client came from here. What can we do with that? And like, specifically, how does that help us? I mean, I think there's twofold, you know, and one is what it allows you to do is see the complete picture of your marketing spend. So you can see everything that you're using, like what we've talked about with both offline and online. Mm -hmm. So if you're a firm or a lawyer who is running TV ads, running radio ads, running billboard ads, and then also pay-per-click advertising, you can see the whole picture of everything that you're doing. Within that, you know, there's an understanding that as a lawyer, the majority of your new clients and your leads for new clients are either coming from referrals or now they're coming from online searches and reviews. That's where the lion's share of where lawyers and law firms are getting their new clients. Mm -hmm. What you have is the ability to, after you've taken a look and can attribute, okay, this is how many clients are coming from my TV ads. This is how many clients are coming from my billboard ads. This is how many are coming from the pay-per-click ad that I bought. Once you've got that, you can see, okay, I'm not really getting that many ads, that many new clients from the billboard. Mm -hmm. I'm getting most of my stuff from the pay-per-click keywords that I've bought. And so given that circumstance, you can shift around your marketing budget and either sit there and utilize the money that you were using for billboards now on pay-per-click advertising, or you can be able to say, okay, it doesn't make any sense to add that to the budget I was using for pay-per-click. I'm just going to strike that and maximize my my ROI based off reducing the overall spend. Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense is, you know, when we're talking about having this kind of minutia, this kind of detail, you can look at that, let's say pay-per-click advertising and say, the more money I pump into this, the more money I'm going to make. And that may be the scenario, but you can also tell, okay, well, I've started to see you know, a decline as I pump more money into it. And so maybe I, like you said, 
just hang on to my money and maximize my ROI. So Chris and Jason, for, for either one of you or both of you on this, when I get this information into, into the call rail system, when I want to get to my ROI, I need to get to the other end of my case. When I bring this person in, I need to know how much I made on this person. What was that case worth? How do we connect that information into the call rail system or connect call rails information into, into another system? Yeah. So the most common way to do that would be for us, for every interaction that you have with that client, mm -hmm. we're sending that data to your CRM of choice, right? Okay. Now, often for a lot of businesses that Salesforce or, mm -hmm. or a HubSpot, uh, we are actually very close to being able to integrate with, you know, with some of the more common legal specific CRMs here in the near future. So it's about getting that data into that right. relationship manager. Typically we've, we stay a little bit back from that level of, of management, but rather partner with those that do that really well. Right. We do have tools for the very sort of, you know, for your more upstart, mm -hmm. the very like nascent firm that hasn't maybe totally gone deep into the full stack. We have some tools about capturing value or potential mm -hmm. value uh, and tying that to the client. But typically it's about exporting that data out to the tool of record. Okay. I think that actually leads into my next question very well. It's, you know, not everybody is at a place where they're spending a lot of marketing dollars, as you guys know. If they were, everybody would be, would be you know, using this, this type of system. For somebody that's not there yet, because I think a lot of people aren't there and they want to be there or they see themselves there in the future. For somebody that's just kind of getting started with tracking their ROI or with really starting to think critically about their marketing dollars, what are the first steps for them? How should they lay a good foundation there? Oh, I'd love to answer that question uh, to start off on. So I, I think that it doesn't matter how much money you are spending. Mm -hmm. It's really about step one is just understanding what is making your phone ring, right? Okay. Understanding what's driving those leads coming in. I mean, if they went to your site and they went in www.bobthelawyer.com out of the clear blue, Mm -hmm. That's incredible and good for them. But something got them to that place, right? Whether right. you spend a dollar or not. And so understanding what actually got them there is just, I think, key for understanding you know, how your business works mm -hmm. from the start. And then whether it's paid advertising or if it's listing yourselves on various directories or generating site content or having a really good Google My Business profile, whatever it is, it can be monetarily driven or not. It's still your time and your energy and your attention. Mm -hmm. So understanding what's driving that is critical just from a, from a basic business perspective. Okay. Well, and Chris, I'm actually going to throw the same question to you because I, I think from a slightly different perspective, what would you say are the first steps for let's say a solo practitioner to start tracking, to start doing what Jason's saying, to figure out what it is that's driving their potential new clients? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great question. And really, it starts with the solo practitioner or the small law firm sitting there and saying, marketing is going to be important to us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're mm -hmm. going to go beyond just what I would call business development activities, which I think is what most in a solo or a small situation, small law firm situation look at. They really kind of fold marketing and business development into one kind of bucket. Yeah. 
And that business development, you know, traditionally was, I go to the Rotary Club, I hustle with the local different things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that there has to be a recognition that marketing is important. And like Jason was saying, you now have a website, you have forums on your website. These are all things that are important. You have a client base that you're trying to target. What client base is that? Are you an estate planning lawyer, an elder law lawyer? Are you doing personal injury? Are you doing family law? So you're going to have some kind of ideal client that you're going to want to target. Based off of that, you've got to develop your marketing strategy and you've got to sit there and say, okay, this is how I can reach them. And when I look at it and say, this is how I can reach them, then I can get into the tactical parts of, I've got to use these ads. I need to work on getting referrals. I've got to get into a situation where it's pay-per-click for me. Mm -hmm. And once you have that and all of that is outlined, then you can sit there and say, all right, now I can use a tracking for my calls. I can use form tracking. I can use everything that that allows attribution to the marketing activities that I'm doing and use that to understand where my return on investment is coming from. Mm -hmm. I really like both of those answers. Uh, And I, I think kind of boiling it down to think about it, start tracking it, keep tabs and also kind of planning. Like what, like you said, what is my ideal client? So for me, I always like to think about under the hood when I'm talking to a provider, what is CallRail's ideal client? Who is it that you guys are serving best? And I guess in your opinion, <laughs> even. It's a great question. I mean, if you look at within the legal space, mm-hmm. CallRail really is going to benefit those who see the value in marketing. Okay. You know, within law firms, lawyers, and I think within practice areas, you're looking at primarily personal injury law, mm-hmm. definitely sees the value in marketing. Family law, same kind of thing. You need a lot of new clients. You don't really have consistent clients in family law. Estate planning, also something, and I think it's a growing area of the law. Yes. Um, really, when you add the elder law mix into it, that's definitely an area that I think a lot of lawyers will be looking at and will be trying to find clients in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So. You know, those are kind of sub-verticals that we would look at. Firm size, the sweet spot for us is probably a firm that's between 10 and 99 lawyers, mm-hmm. something that is mid-sized, but also not to exclude anything that is from the solo practitioner or right. a small firm up to about nine lawyers. Right. More about are you focusing on marketing? Kind of like what Jason was saying. Are you looking at this? Are you tracking these things? And if you are, then this type of, of technology is going to be helpful. If you're not... You know, maybe not, but it really doesn't, it seems like it doesn't necessarily matter the size, just what kind of information are you trying to get? Yeah. And I, I would only add to that, you know, everything that Chris said is particularly anyone that is the source of their revenue is driven by inbound prospective clients. Mm-hmm. But the only other, only other aspect to that from the years of talking to lawyers, you know, about their product needs and what they need out of technology Oftentimes, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to the entrepreneurial type who's looking for not just to understand that marketing spend and, and ROI, but also is looking for ways to streamline their operations mm. so that their communications are not disparate, that they uh, are able to make sure that they're able to follow up with every client in a way that's, that's streamlined and efficient, that doesn't require multiple tools and logins and 
and different tabs and all of that, but then be able to do that in one unified place and to create that one unified journey, mm-hmm. both from a from a tracking and reporting standpoint, but also from a live communication standpoint, right, is really perfect for someone who's looking at, at the CallRail platform. I think that's a great thing to kind of end on here is that although it is a platform that is in addition to, let's say, CRM, it is not separate. It is not creating another thing that you have to keep track of. It is bringing this information in, bringing it together and making it easier for somebody to track their marketing. And as you guys are saying, that that's something that a lot I wouldn't say all attorney. I mean, all attorneys need some sort of marketing, some sort of potential new clients coming in. But, you know, some of them have insurance companies that are their clients for defense or something like that. But anybody, like you said, Jason, that has inbound stuff probably needs to be thinking about their ROI and where they're spending their marketing dollars and where their potential new clients are coming from. Yeah. And, you know, you said making it easy, Zach, and literally make it easy is the focal point of our mission statement. That's that's what we do. And that's honestly what's made CallRail what we are in the industry is that focused on making it easy and getting out of the way of good lawyers doing what they do best. I like it. I like it. Well, guys, Chris, Jason, I really appreciate your time. This was really helpful for me. And I know it will be really helpful for some of our listeners. So thank you very much for, for joining me today. If people want to know more about CallRail, they can go to just callrail.com and I'm sure talk to you guys, get some sort of demo and, you know, learn a lot more. Yeah. Thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. I guess. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. The Lawyerist Podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the small firm roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.